Praise the Lord, man. That was awesome. Thank you so much, man. Y'all may, may need to take that on the road. I think we can go somewhere with that. That's good stuff. Take your Bibles tonight. Turn on the book of 1 Thessalonians. I had prepared for you um, this evening. I was going to finish up what we had uh, started this morning, but I believe it will keep till next week. How about you? We'll do that next Sunday morning, and uh, we'll get back to rest for the weary. But tonight... I want us to look in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, just in just a minute. Um, I'm not going to keep you long. I know that it's been a long day for all of us. And so uh, we're going to look at what God's Word says right here. And um, I'm going to stand up, speak up, and shut up. Look at this. 1 Thessalonians 5, and we're going to look at two verses, verses 16 and 17. This is the conclusion of Paul's letter to the church at Thessalonica. And he really saves the best for last. He gives us a whole bunch of instruction here, right in the last part of this chapter. Um, and all of it is very good. All of it's needful for the church today. It's needful for us. But I just want to look at two of them. Two things that the church certainly should be doing even today. Two things we can't do without. Two things we've got to have. This is what he says. He says, verse 17, pray without ceasing. How many of you would agree with me tonight that the church needs prayer warriors? Listen, the church needs people who are willing to spend time in prayer, praying that God's will be done, praying that uh, the lost come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, praying for physical uh, abnormalities, physical problems to be healed, praying that God does what only He can do in the lives of His people. We need people who are willing to pray. And the Bible tells us that we ought to pray without ceasing. Stay in a continual attitude of prayer. Now folks, I want you to know something. All of us can and all of us should be praying. You may not be called to be a pastor. God may have not called you to do that. But I'll tell you what, you can pray. You may have not been called to teach. You may not be a teacher. But I'll tell you this, you can pray. You may not be talented like we have a lot of talented people around here that can stand up and sing and, and, and give honor, praise, and glory to the Lord. But I'll tell you this, you can pray. We all can and we all should be praying. But then he says something else. He says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So what he tells us is we need people that are pray and we need people that are praise. Prayer warriors and praise givers. That's what we need in the church today. Listen, this word is still real and this word is still relevant for the, for the body of Christ, even right here at Mount Zion Church tonight. Now, let's look at prayer just a minute. I'm going to give you three truths about prayer tonight before we go any further. First of all, I love to be able to pray for prayer is a privilege. And, and first of all, because it shows my dependence on the Lord. When I choose to pray, when I pray about certain situations in my life that I can't fix, it's showing uh, everybody, myself included, that I am depending on God who is bigger than I am. Amen? And, and I think that's a danger that we all have sometimes. We become independent of the Lord instead of dependent upon Him. Now there's a big problem with that. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 15. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it be connected unto the vine. So what we need above everything else, what we must have above everything else, is a connection to the life-giving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And we, we are connected, I believe, when we choose to spend time in prayer being completely and totally dependent upon Him. I can't serve God like I need to serve Him unless I'm dependent upon Him. Allowing Him to lead God and direct my heart. Allowing Him to lead God and direct everything that I do. I can't serve you effectively as your pastor unless I'm dependent upon the Lord. You can't do what you've been called to do, whatever that might be, unless you are dependent upon the Lord. And when we choose to pray, we show our dependence upon Him. If you remember, Jesus said pray like this. He said pray that God would give you your daily bread. What's he talking about? Listen, be dependent upon the Lord, knowing that when you ask anything that you need, God, uh, who is your provider, will give you just that. I've found it to be true in my life. He is truly my Jehovah Jireh. He gives me what I need when I need it. I'll be honest. He goes even a step further. He's so good. He don't need to just provide my needs. He provides most of my wants. (laughs) He lavishes his blessing upon his children. He wants to bless us. He can bless us. I think a lot of times we miss out on his blessing simply because we don't ask for it. Prayer shows our dependence upon the Lord. But let me tell you what else it does. It deepens our faith. Deepens our faith. I'm going to tell you, there is absolutely nothing that fires me up more than when I start praying and I see God answer. Think about how big that is. I mean, I pray to the God in heaven, amen, who's still on the throne. The Bible says the heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. I pray to that big, amazing, powerful God, and he actually listens to me. And when I see that uh, him answer those prayers that only he can do in ways that only he can do it, well, that just blows me away. And it shows me that, listen, I can trust him no matter what. That is deepening my faith in him, who he is and what he can do. Let me give you, for instance, that just happened to me just today. Yesterday, we was over here at the church doing some things, um, trying to get ready for... uh, um, doing the video that we had planned on doing, and uh, we had all met over here to do some of that. And Scotty came to me yesterday, and um, he was talking to me about uh, Zach Cochran. Fixing, he's fixing to leave. He's fixing to go to Tuscaloosa to school. Now, how many of you are thankful for the freedom of worship that we have in this place? Amen. How many of you are thankful for how God has blessed um, in, in our worship service? I'll tell you something. That's an answered prayer. Hey, listen, we have been blessed immensely with people who are talented and are willing to use those talents to honor and glorify the Lord. I'm so thankful to see all these musicians up here playing, all these singers up here singing. Man, what a blessing that is. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. But as you know, Zach playing our drums, he's fixing to leave and he's going to be in Tuscaloosa for four years. And I don't know how often he's going to get back home. So we're going to have to replace somebody on that drum set. And Scotty told me that. Yes, man, that's really something we need to be thinking about. Well, I'll tell you what I did. I prayed about that last night because I want you to know that is needful in our service now. I mean, if we've got them things, I want somebody on them playing them. Amen. However we can serve God, however we can honor Him, whether it be on a drum or a guitar or a piano or singing or whatever, let's do it. Let's do it. And so I prayed about it last night. 
Now let me tell you what happened this morning. I got here this morning. This brother comes in my office and says, you ain't going to believe what happened this morning. I said, what's that? Without him even telling anybody except me. A gentleman walks up to Scotty this morning and says, um, I know Zach's fixing to leave for college and I can play those drums. I can be practicing up if you're ready for me. Now who does that? Only he can do that. I mean, I wasn't I wouldn't out telling people what we needed. God knew what we needed, and he provided someone for that spot. I'm going to tell you something. That fires me up. That deepens my faith. That lets me know just what the Bible promises in the book of 1 John, that anything we ask in accordance to his will, he hears us. That lets me know he's still on the throne, that there's nothing too big for him, that whatever I need, I can come to him and ask him for it, trusting that he is able it shows our dependence on the Lord, but I'll tell you something else. It deepens our faith when we pray and we see God answer. You say, brother, I'm praying and I ain't seen an answer. Keep praying. Keep praying. Listen, I've been praying for certain things for years. I've been praying for certain people for years. And listen, it's not that God's not hearing me, and it's not that God's not hearing you. He promised, you say, well, I don't feel like he's hearing me. When did you start trusting your feelings? Folks, your feelings change like the wind, and so does mine. I don't trust in my feelings. I trust in the truth of the word of God. And when God promises that he hears me, I trust in that. Amen. You can too. And so keep praying. Always remembering, listen to me now, even though God does answer our prayer by his mercy and grace, because he loves us, but God also, listen, he's not the bag boy down at the Jitney Jungle, down at the grocery store. He's not at your beck and call, and he's not at mine. He's got a sovereign will and plan, and listen, anything that we ask according to his will, according to his will, he can do. Amen? Keep praying. Keep trusting. Prayer deepens my faith. It shows my dependence upon the Lord. But I'll tell you what else it does. And I love this one. Prayer also directs our path. You go back and you read in the book of Luke chapter 6. The Bible says that Jesus prayed all night and then chose the 12 apostles. Now did Jesus need direction? Well, I think he knew before he started praying who he was going to choose. You see, I think he was God in the flesh. Amen. I think he had omniscience. I think he knew everything. I think he had omnipotence. He was able to do anything. I believe he knew who he was going to choose even before he chose them. So what was he praying? I think he was praying for God's direction in the men he was about to choose life. I think he's praying for Peter. I think he's praying for John. I think he's praying for Andrew. Because he knew that was the group he was going to use to change the world. <laughs> you can go on and look uh, uh, over on in, in the scripture further to Luke 22. And everybody turn over there with me. Look at Luke 22 just a moment. And watch how he prays for Peter. I like this. Luke chapter Number 22, 
And let's look down at verse 31. Jesus has now had the last supper with his disciples. And then in the 31st verse, he looks at Simon Peter and he says this. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to sit to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Now watch at verse 32. But I have prayed for you, Peter. I've prayed for you. What's he prayed for? I think he's prayed for direction for Peter. Listen how he puts it. That thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, what's he say? Strengthen thy brethren. That word converted there, uh, it, it, what it really means is when you turn again. See, Jesus knew that Peter was about to deny him. Jesus knew that Peter was about to backslide. Jesus knew uh, what Peter was about to do uh, just hours after he said these words. And he said, Peter, I'm praying that when you turn back, <laughs> you'll strengthen the brethren. Prayer directs our path. Directs my path. Listen, I think the prayers of the people of God can direct others' path. You say, Brother, how do you know that? Well, I tell you, there was a time when I wasn't walking with Jesus. There was a time when I turned my back on the things of God and wanted nothing to do with what God had for me. There was a time, I can promise you, when I would have never dreamed that I would have been pastor at Mount Zion Baptist Church. But let me tell you what happened. God's people prayed for me. There's a woman sitting right there that prayed for me. I've got a praying mama that prayed for me. I've got saints of God that continually stayed on their knees on my behalf. And it changed my direction. There's no doubt. Prayer shows dependence on the Lord. Prayer certainly deepens our faith. But prayer also directs our path. Prayer is powerful, brothers and sisters. May we be men and women of prayer. I can't stress it enough. If you want a powerful church, you've got to have a praying church. And so Paul says, pray without ceasing. Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Keep praying. But then we're going to praise. Now, why do we praise? Well, when we praise God, we give credit where credit is due. Amen. You know the Bible teaches, and I've read this to you so many times, but you can't wear it out. It's good. James 1.17 where the Bible tells us that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Every good thing you've got, you've got it because God gave it to you. Never forget that. Don't, don't let that become commonplace to you. Listen, from your salvation to the food on your table, to the shoes on your feet, to the clothes on your back, to the roof over your head, to the job you work at, to a healthy family, to a happy family. All of that is God's gift to you. Did you deserve any of it? No, and I didn't either. Brothers and sisters, if I got what I deserved, I'd get a devil's hell, and that's all. I am a sinner who rebelled against God, but by God's grace and mercy, He's been good to me. He saved me, and he continually blesses me in my life. So when I praise him, all I'm doing is giving credit where credit's due. For all the good things he does. Amen? When we praise God, 
It helps us see how good we've got it. Remember the old um, hymn song that we used to sing a lot? Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. And it will surprise you what God's done. See, we're so blessed. I think sometimes we may even be a little bit spoiled. Listen, we've, got, we've, we've been given so many good things. God has, again, lavished his blessings upon his children. We take for granted what we have. But when you start counting those blessings, you start seeing just how good God is, just how good you got it. And we need to do that from time to time. I, I encourage you to do that. Just sit down with a pen and paper from time to time and just start writing down all the good things God's done for you. It's amazing when you start counting your blessings. We pray, yes. But now listen, we also praise because I, I never want to just bring God a grocery list. How about you? God, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. Sometimes it's good to just say thank you and not ask for anything. We pray and we praise. And we're going to do that tonight. I need three people tonight that will praise Jesus, that will testify to something good God's done for you, with you, in you, through you. Answered prayer maybe. Whatever. Three people, very quickly. Amen. Amen. Amen.